Ecclesiastes chapter 5, 13 through 16. There is a sore evil which I have seen under the sun, namely, riches kept for the owners thereof to their hurt. But those riches perish by evil travail, and he begetteth a son, and there is nothing in his hand. As he came forth of his mother's womb, naked shall he return to go as he came, and shall take nothing of his labor, which he may carry away in his hand. And this also is a sore evil, that in all points as he came, so shall he go. And what profit hath he that hath labored for the wind? The world's perception of wealth fits perfectly into the God said, man said 180 principle. A circle has 360 degrees, and the 180-degree mark is the exact opposite side of the circle. Really true and eternal wealth is the exact opposite of what the world conceives as wealth. King Solomon, arguably the world's richest man ever, penned the words of God quoted above. Again, the passage reads in part, As he came forth of his mother's womb, naked shall he return to go as he came. When you die, nothing you presently own will be yours any longer. Your savings, your house, your spouse, your vehicle, even your pants are no longer yours. <laughs> Jesus Christ, by whom God created the world and its universe, died a beaten, crucified, naked pauper by the world's standards, but the truth couldn't be more 180 degrees out. Consider this the next time someone talks about an individual's wealth. A blood-bought soul is worth more than the aggregate wealth of the entire universe. Sound fantastical? Imagine. When this world ends, God will fold up the earth and the heavens, which are just thousands of years old, like a vesture. Hebrews chapter 1, 10 through 12. But the redeemed, the born-again children of God, inherit through Jesus Christ the new heaven and the new earth and are one with the Father throughout all eternity, time without end. The millions upon millions of saved souls which enter into eternal life are the fruit of Calvary's cross, and each soul is worth more than the aggregate wealth of the entire universe. Christ's wealth is not measurable by any world standard. It is truly riches untold. The world saw a beaten, crucified, naked pauper, and nothing could be more 180 out. Have you yet to be born again, born a very real second time, this time of the Spirit of God? In just mere moments, if you follow me in a simple prompt, you will have the opportunity to change everything. In a moment, all of your sins and your shame will be washed away by Christ's cleansing blood. In a moment... All of Satan's bondages will be broken, and the bigger the better. In a moment, you will become born again, a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new, Second Corinthians 5.17. And what a magnificent moment. Will you follow me? Here's the prompt. Click on the Further with Jesus for childlike instructions an immediate entry into the kingdom of God, now for today's subject. God said, Philippians 4, 6, and 7, Be careful for nothing but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known unto God. 
And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. God said, Psalms 5, 2, and 3, Hearken unto the voice of my cry, my King and my God, for unto thee will I pray. My voice shalt thou hear in the morning. O Lord, in the morning will I direct my prayer unto thee, and will look up. God said, Mark eleven twenty four. Therefore I say unto you, What things soever ye desire, when ye pray, believe that ye receive them, and ye shall have them. Man said, The Christian God and their Bible have no place among the world's educated elite. Those Christian Bible thumpers are rubes of the highest order. Now the record. Welcome to God Said, Man Said, feature 1027, that will once again certify the supernatural, God-authored inerrancy of the Word of God. All of these soul-winning features are archived here, and text and streaming audio for your edification, and as bait for the fishers of men. Every Thursday Eve, God willing, they grow by one. Thank you for coming. May the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ fill your life with grace, peace, and marvelous eternal purpose. We didn't know science would discover that the God-commanded meditation rebuilds the brain's gray matter in just eight weeks. We didn't know science would discover that the placebo effect is designed to work by faith. We didn't know science would discover that the nocebo effect is a product of unbelief. We didn't know science would discover that if we obeyed God's instructions to go to church and went at least twice a week, that we would live 11% or eight years longer, life and life more abundantly. We didn't know the science of quantum physics has and is now proving the power of prayer. We just didn't know. But we did and do know that all of God's commandments and precepts have inherit within them a blessing or a curse. Because God's words are true and righteous altogether, obeying yields the blessing or the fruit of making the right choice. Because God's words are true and righteous altogether, disobeying yields the curse or the foul fruit of making the wrong choice. It really is that simple. Yes, that beautiful principle we know. But it is quite marvelous to watch today's latest science put the exclamation mark at the end of God's directives. How glorious it is to have God's beautiful book that we can approach with ear bowed down and have the magnificent Holy Ghost dwelling in our bellies to lead and guide in all its truth and in all truth, the full and daily functionality of God's word in our everyday lives is a marvel of marvels. Today's subject is the power of prayer. In God's Word, prayer is the focus over 500 times. The power of prayer can move mountains, and the science of quantum physics is beginning to see the light. Following, you'll find foundational information from the God Said, Man Said feature, The Power of Prayer, along with some of the latest news before we head on to the fourth dimension. The sweet psalmist of Israel began his day in prayer, as all believers are well advised to do. Psalms chapter 5, verses 2 and 3, Hearken unto the voice of my cry, my King and my God, for unto thee will I pray. My voice shalt thou hear in the morning, O Lord. In the morning will I direct my prayer unto thee, and will look up. 
Prayer delivers a myriad of blessings. Prayer, directed unto God through Christ, releases the praying believer from concern and stress. Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7, Be careful for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known unto God, and the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Prayer breaks the back of hatred and bitterness and releases God's blessing. Matthew chapter 5, verse 44, But I say unto you, love your enemies, bless them that curse you, do good to them that hate you, and pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you. The prayer of faith is the solution to life's problems. Mark chapter 11, verse 24, Therefore I say unto you, What things soever ye desire when ye pray, believe that ye receive them and ye shall have them. The power of prayer is bigger than man's knowledge. Faith-filled prayer saves the lost, heals the sick, casts out devils, delivers from all of Satan's bondages, and so much more. Science, in an ever-increasing way, is proving its long-held skepticism of prayer as the ignorance it was, and in fact has proven and continues to validate the supernatural power of prayer. According to an article titled Emotional Wellness on WebMD.com, prayer has a plethora of proven health benefits, including a considerably longer life. But prayer is more than just repetition and physiological responses, says Harold Koning, M.D., associate professor of medicine and psychiatry at Duke and a colleague of Khrushchev's. Traditional religious beliefs have a variety of effects on personal health, says Koning, senior author of the Handbook of Religion and Health, a new release that documents nearly 1,200 studies done on the effects of prayer on health. These studies show that religious people tend to live healthier lives. They're less likely to smoke, to drink, to drink and drive, he says. In fact, people who pray tend to get sick less often, as separate studies conducted at Duke, Dartmouth, and Yale universities show. Some statistics from these studies hospitalized people who never attended church have an average stay of three times longer than people who attended regularly. Heart patients were 14 times more likely to die following surgery if they did not participate in a religion. Elderly people who never or rarely attended church had a stroke rate double that of people who attended regularly. In Israel, religious people had a 40% lower death rate from cardiovascular disease and cancer. A Woman's Day magazine article titled Giving Thanks reads, Saying grace with your family at dinner takes no time at all, yet studies show adding spirituality to your home reduces your loved one's blood pressure by four points, enough to lower their lifetime risk of heart disease 20%. And doctors say daily prayer can cut their risk of ever developing depression, get this now, by 81%. No one's sure why, but kids who are plugged into their faith can have better health their entire lives, says pediatrician William Sears, M.D., author of the Family Nutrition Book. According to another Woman's Day article, Prayer Helps Heal Hearts, Duke University researchers have found that heart patients were profoundly impacted by prayer. More evidence that prayer can work health miracles was reported by Duke University Medical Center recently, 
Researchers found that the heart patients, who were prayed for by different religious groups, fared an amazing 50% to 100% better than patients who received no prayers during their hospital stays. The prayed-for patients experienced lower blood pressure and heart rate during their operations and suffered fewer serious complications and deaths afterward. Dr. L. Dosi, former chief of staff of Humana Medical City, Dallas, reviewed 130 scientific studies that had been conducted over a 30-year period. His conclusion, Dr. Dosi said, the evidence is overwhelming. Prayer does work. It's been proven to help people overcome everything from headaches to heart attacks. According to an article in Reader's Digest titled Faith is Powerful Medicine, the vast majority of doctors believe spirituality is directly connected to health. Conferences on spirituality and health have been sponsored by Harvard Medical School and the Mayo Clinic. Nearly half of U.S. medical schools now offer courses on the topic. In a survey of 269 doctors at the meeting of the American Academy of Family Physicians, 99% said they thought religious beliefs could contribute to healing. When asked about their personal experiences, 63% of doctors said God intervened to improve their own medical conditions. Overwhelming evidence that prayer is the real thing continues to pour in. Over and over and over again, God's word is certified, as you should expect, as the absolute perfect truth. God said, pray, end of quote. The following excerpt is from the May 29, 2020 issue of the week under the heading, The Health Advantages of Prayer. All the people who've lately been praying more may be on to something, said Elizabeth Bernstein in the Wall Street Journal. Scientific studies of prayer are limited, but available research suggests that prayer provides similar benefits to meditations. It can calm your nervous system, shutting down your fight-or-flight response. It can make you less uh, reactive to negative emotions and less angry. A person has to want to pray, and not out of anger, but prayer may even have a slight edge over meditation. One 2005 study found that people who pray 20 minutes a day experience greater reductions in anxiety and stress, a result some researchers attribute to their feeling a sense of emotional support, of connection to community, and a higher power. Many people know that already. In March around the world, the number of Google searches for prayer skyrocketed End of quote. In the physical world, we typically measure things in three dimensions. If you want to calculate the square feet in a square yard, you multiply the breadth times the length times the height. The square feet in a square yard is calculated as 3 times 3 times 3 equals 27 square feet in a square yard. We know the world in three dimensions, but God's Word declares four. Ephesians three seventeen and 18, that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that ye being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth and length and depth and height. There are four dimensions, and I suggest that the fourth is the invisible realm of the spirit. Quantum physics is knocking at the door. And her book, Switch on Your Brain, Dr. Caroline Leaf defines quantum. 
Quantum physics is a way of explaining how things that make up atoms work and make sense of how the smallest things in nature work. Quantum means energy. And quantum physics tells us how electromagnetic waves like light waves and particles work. Quantum mechanics is the mathematical framework used to describe this energy and how it works. Using quantum physics, scientists can describe, predict, and quantify how we choose among a myriad of options. This is a way of measuring free will or describing it using a mathematical formula. In essence, quantum physics says that your consciousness affects the behaviors of subatomic particles. Particles move back and forward in time and appear in all possible places at once, and the universe is connected with transfers of information that are faster than light. End of quote. Prayer is a huge player in the fourth dimension. You'll see what it has to do with the quantum world and even how to harness it as we move along. At the time the book The G.O.D. Experiments was published in 2006, this was the biographical information included about the author uh, Gary E. Schwartz, Ph.D., found on the back flap. This is what it has to say about him. Gary E. Schwartz, Ph.D., is a professor of psychology, neurology, psychiatry, and surgery at the University of Arizona and the director of its Laboratory of Advances in Consciousness and Health. After receiving his doctorate from Harvard University, he served as professor of psychology and psychiatry at Yale University, director of the Yale Psychophysiology Center, and co-director of the Yale Behavioral Medical uh, Medicine excuse me, Clinic before moving to Arizona in 1988. He has published more than 400 scientific papers and co-edited 11 academic books. Several paragraphs from the G.O.D. Experiments, Chapter 15, follow. An elegant series of studies conducted over two decades has shown conclusively that the human mind can influence the seemingly random behavior of balls and electrons, not only from a few feet away, but from a distance of thousands of miles away as well. In these tests, The human subjects demonstrated their influence when working with mechanical machines such as pinball-like devices and with electronic machines such as REGs, random event generators. They're also called RNGs, which stands for random number generators. For most subjects, the effects are very small, but they are highly reliable and replicable. If the average number of hits and misses detecting an electron in the RG averages 50%, people can shift the average up and down by intention alone, approximately 2%. In Paul Pearsall's Wishing Well, current research on the organizing mind is reviewed and the implications for human life and health are illustrated. When I read Paul's book, I remember feeling and resisting the Margaret Mead statement quoted earlier, these are the kind of data I wouldn't believe even if they were true, but those data are valid. The data are real and the truth is supported by evidence. Moreover, the data are predicted by contemporary physics and system science. In a most remarkable series of recent studies, William Tiller, a professor emeritus from Stanford University and his colleagues, have been documenting how mental intentions can be imprinted in an electronic device that then alters the structure of systems even when the devices are shipped and tested thousands of miles from where they were imprinted. 
In my favorite example, Tiller and colleagues have the devices imprinted with the intention that the pH of water will be increased. Then they ship the devices, along with control devices not imprinted with intention, across the country for blind testing in the laboratory. The imprinted devices, when placed near water, produce an alteration in the pH of water as recorded by a computer. The control uh, devices do not. Tiller proposed that the mind is the original and ultimate organizing process. This parallels what the physicist Gerald L. Schroeder, Ph.D., author of The Science of God, proposes in the following quote. Changing one's paradigm is not easy. Millennia passed before humankind discovered that energy is the basis of matter. It may take a few more years before we prove that wisdom and knowledge are the basis of and can actually create energy, which in turn creates matter. These are indeed paradigm-shaking experiments whose implications change our visions of everything. End of quote. Mental intentions, the mind, the words, can change matter. The redeemed are not surprised by such findings, for the scriptures tell us that all things were spoken into existence by God's word. How about Proverbs 18.21? Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. This principle is so much bigger than we think. To follow is the biography of Dr. Carolyn Leaf, quoted earlier, from her 2013 book, Switch on Your Brain. Dr. Carolyn Leaf is a communication pathologist and audiologist who has worked in the area of cognitive neuroscience since 1985. Her pioneering work on neuroplasticity, the changes in thinking actually change the brain and can affect behavioral change, paved the way for her current research on how scientific principles are supported by Scripture and vice versa. Dr. Leaf also hosts Switch on Your Brain on TBN. In her book, Switch on Your Brain, she discusses how the law of entanglement relates to one's God-given destiny. The law of entanglement in quantum physics states that relationship is the defining characteristic of everything in space and time. Because of the pervasive nature of the entanglement of atomic particles, the relationship is independent of distance and requires no physical link. Everything and everyone is linked, and we all affect each other. The law of entanglement has a biblical correlation. So we being many are one body in Christ and individually members one of another, Romans 12, verse 5. If you are not doing what God puts you on this earth to do, your divine sense of purpose— Ecclesiastes 3.11, then even though you may not know me, you are still affecting my life. We are all part of God, so this interconnectedness is not surprising. Your intentions, your prayers, and your words toward others will have impact because of this law. We see this in Scripture. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. In fact, we are so entangled that our intentions alter not only our own DNA molecules— but the DNA molecules of others as well. An ingenious experiment set up by the HeartMath Foundation determined that genuine positive emotion, as reflected by a measure called heart rate variability, directed with intentionality towards someone, actually changed the way the double helix DNA strand coils and uncoils. This goes for both positive and negative emotions and intentions. Other research shows that 
even 30 seconds a day of direct heartfelt intention will cumulatively alter not only your own destiny, but impact the lives of others in this generation and the next three at least. We are entangled in each other's lives, and this is reflected in the structure of the brain. We have mirror neurons that fire up as we watch someone else laugh or cry or drink a cup of coffee. Giacomo Rizzolatti and his team were the first to discover these mirror neurons in 1995. Through these neurons, we literally fire up activity in the brain without actually using our five senses through the normal sensory cognitive cycle. Empathy is the wonderful God-given ability to identify with and vicariously understand the internal experiences of another person, making communication more genuine and valuable. When we emphasize, many different regions of the brain collaborate in addition to the tiny miraculous mirror neurons. We have been hardwired to experience powerful compassion for others, and this compassion crosses all three worlds, sensory, electromagnetic, and quantum. Quantum theory called entanglement, bizarre behavior for particles such as two entangled particles behaving as one even when far apart. Physicists call such behavior non-local, which means that it is physically impossible to know the position and the momentum of a particle at the same time. Another way of saying this is that there is no space-time dimension. We know God operates outside the space-time dimension, and we know prayer does too. There are many stories of people praying for each other on different sides of the planet and experiencing the effect of the prayer. In fact, there are many documented studies on the impact of prayer in the world of neuroscience, in addition to the millions of testimonies from Christians around the world. End of quote. Traveling in the fourth dimension is what the born-again do on a daily basis. We know it as walking in the Spirit, in the invisible kingdom of God. Romans 8.1, There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. Prayerful, mental, spiritual intentions change matter. Again, from the God said, man said feature, the power of prayer. According to an article in Psychology Today titled, Can Prayer Get You Pregnant? Prayer will increase your chance of pregnancy exponentially. Two separate studies reveal a surprising correlation between prayer and conception on the one hand and longevity on the other. A team from Columbia University was amazed to discover that prayer appeared to double the chances of pregnancy in women undergoing in vitro fertilization treatments. Women who were prayed for had a 50% pregnancy rate compared with a 26% success rate among those for whom no one prayed. The study rules out the power of persuasion. Neither the women nor the doctors knew the people who were praying on their behalf. In fact, the 199 women were in Cha General Hospital in Seoul, Korea, thousands of miles from those praying for them in the U.S., Canada, and Australia. The results were so highly significant, they weren't even borderline, said Roger Lobo, Ph.D., chairman of the Department of Obstetrics and Gynecology at Columbia's College of Physicians and Surgeons. We spent time deciding if it was even publishable because we couldn't explain it. They opted for a publication in the Journal of Reproductive Medicine to encourage others to investigate the phenomenon. Prayer might not only hasten life, but also stave off death, according to research from the University of California at Berkeley. 
A team there found that Christians and Jews who attended regular services lived longer and were less likely to die from circulatory, digestive, and respiratory diseases. The following excerpt is from an article titled, Does Prayer Really Work?, published in the magazine First for Women. Doctors at San Francisco General Hospital divided 393 coronary care unit patients into two groups. The first were prayed for by prayer groups unacquainted with the patients. The second group were not prayed for. Neither the doctors nor the patients knew which patients were getting the prayer therapy, and the prayer group never met the patients. They were given names and brief illness descriptions. They discovered that prayer, combined with the proper medical treatment, provided the added boost patients needed to recover. Specifically, they found that the prayer for the prayed for group this they found this were less likely to have a cardiac arrest, a heart attack, were two and one half times less likely to have congestive heart failure, were five times less likely to need antibiotics, suffered fewer complications, etc. End of quote. Prayerful, uh, prayerful uh, mental, spiritual intentions can move mountains, but don't confuse that with mind over matter. When God's word mixed with our faith is articulated as prayer, big fourth dimension motion is put into play. Prayer sits at the intersection of energy and matter, and it is not just mental intentions affecting things like gray matter or the placebo and the placebo effects, or living 11% longer. No, it is so much unimaginably more. Even to the harnessing of the power and favor of God, the energy and life source of heaven and earth. When our mental intentions and prayerful desires are aligned with the word of God, mixed with faith and focused on a need, God and his promises stand to attend. Our input into the equation of the miraculous may appear small, but it is truly essential for the beautiful to happen. When we bring our mental intentions mixed with faith to the circumstances, God begins the multiplication process. God does the heavy lifting, but we must lift too. When Peter and John arrived at the Jewish temple gate called Beautiful, something marvelous happened. When mental, spiritual intentions mixed with faith were employed, Acts chapter 3, 1 through 8. Now Peter and John went up together into the temple at the hour of prayer, being the ninth hour. And a certain man, lame from his mother's womb, was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask alms of them that entered into the temple. Who, seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked an alms. And Peter, fastening eyes upon him with John, said, Look on us. And he gave heed unto them expecting to receive something from them. Then Peter said, Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I thee in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up, and immediately his feet and his ankle bones received strength. And he, leaping up, stood and walked and entered with them into the temple, walking and leaping and praising God. Note what happens. Peter, in faith, begins to pull the man up by his right hand before the miracle manifest. Peter began the lift, but the miraculous lifting was done by the hand of God. God multiplied. 
Peter explains this to the crowd that gathered in Acts 3:13 through 16 and says this, The God of Abraham and of Isaac and of Jacob, the God of our fathers, hath glorified his son Jesus, whom ye delivered up and denied him in the presence of Pilate when he was determined to let him go. But ye denied the Holy One and the just and desired a murderer to be granted unto you and killed the Prince of Life, whom God hath raised from the dead, whereof we are witnesses. And his name, through faith in his name, hath made this man strong, whom ye see and know. Yea, the faith which is by him hath given him this perfect soundness in the presence of you all. In Matthew chapter 14, the young lad had five loaves and two fishes, which he gave to the Lord Jesus. With them Christ fed 5,000 men, plus women and children. God multiplied. In Matthew 15, there were seven loaves and a few little fishes, and 4,000 men, plus women and children, dined at the master's table. God multiplied. James 5.16, the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. God multiplies a righteous man's or woman's prayerful, word-based mental intentions that are mixed with faith. Our input, that indeed appears small, puts supernatural action into play. I must participate, and when I do, I participate in the miraculous handiwork of God. Our prayer of faith interacts at the crossroads of energy and matter as quantum physics is beginning to understand. Man and his mental intentions can actually change physical things in a small but scientifically measurable way. But when God multiplies that small beginning, the miraculous is the result. Man has been created to interface with the Spirit of God. Here lies life, and life more abundantly, even eternally. Choose Jesus Christ and live. God said, Philippians 4, 6, and 7, Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known unto God, and the peace of God which passeth all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. God said, Psalms 5, verses 2 and 3. Hearken unto the voice of my cry, my King and my God, for unto thee will I pray. My voice shalt thou hear in the morning, O Lord. In the morning will I direct my prayer unto thee, and will look up. God said, Mark eleven twenty four. Therefore I say unto you, What things soever ye desire when ye pray, believe that ye receive them, and ye shall have them. Man said, The Christian's God and their Bible have no place among the world's educated elite. Those Christian Bible thumpers are rubes of the highest order. Now you have the record.